So tonight we're going to do something which is Sphere Saoma related. Uh, and the focus of the uh, of the shear is not going to be as much on halacha lemaisa, but it's going to be on um, sort of like thinking in halacha or analyzing from a halachic perspective, getting to the core of an idea and the, the necessity to get to, to the core of an idea in order to be able to answer a question or differentiate between two things which seem similar to one another. So that's what we're going to uh, to try and do. So we begin with our okay. Now that popped up. Okay, give a look. Looks good. Okay, so you see from the uh, the title over here. So the uh, the topic is someone who's uncertain whether he counted sphera. So we're talking about is you come to shul, let's say tonight on Thursday night. And after Shmon Esrei, so the Tzibur starts counting Sphira, and you say to yourself, hey, I don't remember whether I counted last night. I remember I didn't make it to Shul. I remember I wanted to count Sphira last night. I remember thinking about counting Sphira last night. I got 60 notifications on my phone that I should count Sphira last night. But Lemaisa, I don't remember whether I, I counted last night or not. Maybe yes, maybe no. Am I allowed to go ahead and count tonight with a bracha? So counting without a bracha, so that, uh, that that's not a shaila, that's not uh, not an issue. But the question is whether or not you could count in that circumstance of uncertainty, will you be able to go ahead and count with a bracha or not? So that's what we're going to explore. But again, not so much, although we'll see the halacha lemaisa about this, but our focus is not going to be so much on the halacha lemaisa. I want more of the, the lumdus, which is, uh, which is involved. Okay. So here, in order to, uh, to, uh, to understand this, so we need to really begin to get to one of the essential debates which relates to the mitzvah of Sirah Sa'omer. So for this, we're going to start with the tour. So the tour says, source number one over here, that Tasa halachas gedolos. So the Bahag writes, Shimshach Havar Kol Halayla, in the event that somebody forgot to count one night, they were busy, they were occupied, they uh, they simply forgot, that you go ahead and you can count the next day. So somebody who didn't count Wednesday night, they didn't count last night's Sphere Somer, so they could go ahead and they can make up the missing count Thursday. We'll say for simplicity, up until Shkia, but really it's up until Tzesa Kochavim, but you can make up the missing count the next day. With a bracha. With a bracha. With a bracha, as we'll see, but the but that, so that's the opinion of the Bahag that you could count by day. They know nearly, but the Reed disagrees. He says either you count at night or you miss the count. There's no makeup during the day. But but now addressing your point, uh, uh, Alex explicitly, but the tour says my father, the Rush. He is of the opinion that if you forgot to count Wednesday night, you should count Thursday without a bracha. Okay? So that is this machlogus. If you got if you forgot to count by night, do, do you go ahead and count the next day in order to make up that missing count or not? Now, says the Beis Yosef. So the Beis Yosef is a commentator to the tour. So he elaborates on this topic. And he says, Kasav Od ba- Oh, go away. He says, Tasav od Bahag, Shimshach Levarach Be'echa Min Hayamin. So the Bahag, until now, in the tour, 
he was quoted as talking about what happens if you forgot by night and then you want to count the next day. You didn't count Wednesday and you want to Wednesday night and you want to count Thursday day. Now the Beis Yosef quotes the Bahag is addressing a different point. Let's say you didn't count Wednesday night and you didn't count Thursday at all. You didn't you didn't remember to count until you got to Thursday night and you remember for sure that you didn't count on Wednesday at all. So then says the uh, the Bahag. So once you miss a complete day of counting, not by night and not by day, so for the remainder of Sfira, you can no longer count with a bracha. We'll see why in a moment. But he says, then the Beis Yosef continues, and Toso says the same thing, quotes the same thing in the name of the Bahag. And the Taimo, and the reason is, Mishum Tamimos. So this is the famous reason that since it says Sheva Shabbosos Timimos, it has to be seven complete weeks. So that means that you need to count all 49 days for the mitzvah. If you miss a day, so you're missing one of the, you're no longer going to have 49 complete days or seven complete weeks. And therefore you lose out on the mitzvah. So the mitzvah is gone once you missed a full, a full day's counting. So you can no longer fulfill the mitzvah. And that's the opinion of the Bahag. But says the Beis Yosef, and they, but they say in reference to this position of the Bahag, they express surprise that he considers the mitzvah to be one long mitzvah, and if you miss one day, you lose everything. And they say it's not possible. And the Rush says the same thing. That the Ri, one of the Balitosos, disagrees with this notion with this notion of the Bahag, that there's one mitzvah which is spread out over 49 days. So the 49-day count constitutes one mitzvah. And the re is of the opinion, the whole laila v'layla mitzvah Each night is a separate mitzvah. So just because I missed the mitzvah on Wednesday night, why should that take away from me doing the mitzvah on Thursday? It's a completely separate mitzvah. The, the, the machlokis would seem to be whether or not counting 49 days is that considered to be one single mitzvah with 49 parts to it, or is it considered to be 49 separate mitzvahs? And obviously, uh, the, the difference is going to be what happens if you forget a day. Quick question. Yes. Uh, when it says vehem katvu, who is vehem? Um, the Tosos. Okay. Tosos, uh, in, in the Rishonim, uh, in Achronim also, Tosos are, are assumed to be the Bale Tosos, so that's why it's referred to in the plural. Okay. Now, comes along the Minchas Chinuch, and he is going to elaborate a little bit on this, uh, on this, uh, this debate, this issue of, of the Machlokas, whether or not Sfiras Omer is considered to be one mitzvah with 49 parts to it, or is it considered to be 49 separate mitzvahs. So he says a minchas chinuch. This is a mitzvah shin vav. Hine nira pashut. He says it would seem obvious. L'shita rishon masovrim. According to those rishonim who maintain dim lo mana balayla yispor bayom that if you didn't count by night, you could still count the next day. That was the Bahag's opinion quoted by the tour. Oh, or im dile kol yispor acherkach. 
Or like the Tosos say, that in the event that you miss in a, a day entirely from counting, that you could still continue to count on the subsequent nights with a bracha. They maintain that in these cases, you haven't lost a mitzvah. So according to these opinions, who maintain, as we said, that each night is, there's 49 separate mitzvahs that are part of Svira Somer, and each night is, a, is effectively a single independent mitzvah. So then, interestingly, it doesn't make a difference why you didn't count one night. Somebody who didn't count night 21, last night's counting. So it doesn't make a difference whether they simply forgot to count last night or whether they intentionally, they knew that they were supposed to count and they, for whatever reason, decided they're not counting. And they ended up not counting. Or it could even be a circumstance where previously one was not obligated to count. How would you have a circumstance where a person wasn't obligated to count, but now he is? So this is the famous bar mitzvah pshat, the bar mitzvah speech of any bar mitzvah boy during Sfera Saomer. Yet last night I was a katan. Katan's not obligated mitzvahs. Tonight I'm an adult and now I'm obligated mitzvahs. So now you have the same machlogis. If you say the 49 days of counting is considered to be one mitzvah, so when this boy is bar mitzvah on Lagba Omer, so he didn't fulfill the first 32 days of the mitzvah, and that means for the remaining 33 through uh, 49, whatever that math is, so he's not going to go ahead and he's not going to be allowed to count with a bracha. But in the event that you assume that each night is a separate independent mitzvah, so the fact that the first 32 nights of Sphere, he was a katan, he was a child and not obligated to the mitzvah, has no bearing on from night 33 and onwards, where all of those subsequent nights are independent mitzvahs and he would have to count. So that's what the uh, the, the Minchas Chinuch speaks out of here. Oh, another example would be, I should have just deleted this. If you have an Eveknani, who while he was a non-Jewish slave was not obligated in this mitzvah, and then he's freed, he's emancipated during Sphira, so he has the same child as the child. And the reason is... I'm surprised they don't mention a convert. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, indeed. He says, because according to this, uh, this opinion, where we say that there's 49 separate mitzvahs, what that really means, explains the Minchas Chinuch, is that you're supposed to, that each person is supposed to count together with Klai Yisrael. Because one day has no bearing on the other. Because if what we are trying to do is that you're always trying to make sure that you count all 49 days, because the only way to fulfill the mitzvah is if you count all 49 days. So now let's say I miss night 21. Now it comes to tonight, which is night 22. So according to the, if we, if you were to adopt the perspective that you need to count all 49 days, so if I miss night 21, and now I find myself on t- night 22, so tonight, on night 22, I should say, last night, as part of my counting, I should say last night was 21, which I missed, and tonight is 22. So that way I'm not skipping a number, because if I miss Wednesday night and I don't make that up, that means my count went from 20 to 22. That's not an effective way of counting. If you're counting one by one, you can't skip a number and go from 20 to 22. So that would be true, according to the opinion, it says that it's one large mitzvah, 
that which has 49 parts to it. So then I'd have to make up the uh, the, the missing piece. But this opinion says 49 separate mitzvahs, and the fact that I missed it yesterday is completely irrelevant, has no bearing whatsoever. Then he says, however, according to the other opinion, which says that the mitzvah of Sirius Omer is one mitzvah with 49 parts to it, and therefore, if you miss one day's counting, so you're cooked, you're no longer going to be able to fill the mitzvah anymore. And the reason is, like the Sefer Chinuch writes, which is the mitzvah achas, because it constitutes a single mitzvah. And therefore, once you miss a day, so you no longer have the, uh, the, the, the number that you are looking for. According to that opinion also, doesn't make a difference whether the reason why you didn't count is because you forgot or you didn't count intentionally, or you didn't count because previous to tonight, the person was a child, was a katan, or he was freed from slavery. Doesn't make a difference, according to this opinion, why you missed that one of the nights. But according to this opinion, who says that the 49 days constitute a single mitzvah, so the bottom line is, He says, according to this opinion, once you went ahead and you missed out on one of the days, so you're not going to be able to fulfill a mitzvah. It's not a punishment. It's not the, it's not the punitive in any way saying, well, since you missed one, we're going to punish you and you can't do the mitzvah anymore. It's just a simple fact that in order to fulfill the mitzvah, you need to count all 49 days. And now that you missed one of the days, you forgot you were a katan, you were not Jewish yet, whatever the circumstance is, it doesn't make a difference, but you can't do the mitzvah because you went ahead and you missed out on one of those days. So that is how the Minchas Chinuch goes ahead and explains this. Okay. So now, um, what, we're going to, we're, we're, what we're going to do now is we're going to see two halachas. Uh, we'll see the explanation for these halachas, these interesting halachas, and then we'll ask the main question that we, we really want to ask. But we need a little bit of, a, of, a, of this halachic background. So right now, just to, uh, to summarize what we're holding, so there are two disagreements in the Rishonin. One is a disagreement, if you didn't count at night, are you allowed to count by day? Does counting by day, does that count towards the mitzvah or not? Then we have a second disagreement about whether or not if a person misses a day entirely, can they go ahead and count on the subsequent nights with a bracha or not? Okay. With that said, with that background in place, let's see these two halachas with the related Mishaburas and the, the uh, uh, and Sharetzians a little bit. So here Shulchanach says, so this is in Simon, tough pay tes, Siv Zion. Shachach v'lo bira So this is what happens. A person forgot, and they remember, I wanted to, I wanted to count Sphere last night, but I forgot. And then they won't realize until the next morning at Shachris, when after davening, Benji Cohen says, today is day 21 of the sphere, which is three weeks and zero days. And then he realized, oh my God, I didn't count last night, which is why he makes the announcement. So yisbor bayom below bracha. So the Shulchan Aruch Paskins there, if you forgot to count Wednesday night, you can make up that missing count Thursday morning, Thursday by day. Why are you going to go ahead and count? Or why should you count? So says the Mishabur in Sifkat and Lamed Gimel, source five over here. He says, Kedas Harbe Poskim. The reason why you're going to count Thursday 
after missing the count on Wednesday night is following the majority opinion. Because they hold that counting by day is going to count for Sphira. So since most poskims say that counting by day is a, a, a count, counts, you get credit for counting by day, so therefore you might as well satisfy that opinion because in the worst case scenario, you counted and it didn't do anything. So either it does something and hooray for you, or it does nothing and it's nothing which is, uh, uh, which is uh, uh, no harm done. So you might as well go ahead and count. But Shulchan Aruch says you're going to count without a bracha. Why are you counting without a bracha? So here, so this is, as we've seen a number of times at these uh, in the Thursday night classes, that there are some mitzvahs where if there's a machlogas what to do, there's always an easy way out. So we've had it many times by, for example, Tevilas Kalim. Whether you should tovel a utensil or not, we say if there's a machlogas, tovel without a bracha. That way, if you needed to tovel it, you did. And uh, in the event that you were not supposed to tovel it, so at least you didn't say a bracha levatala. Whenever there's a machlokas by Shechianu, as you guys know, so they'll always say, get a new fruit or a new garment. And that way you can say Shechianu, and that will cover you just, to, just in case. So Sfira Saomer is another one of these things where you have the option, it doesn't hurt to count, and just don't say the bracha. So that way when you count without the bracha, so you get the best of both worlds. But why are you counting without a bracha? If I forgot Wednesday night, and now I realize Thursday, so why am I counting without a bracha? So explains the Mishabura. The Yishlochu Shadasa Poskin, we have to be concerned with the opinion, the Ein Zman Sphere El Belayla, that there are some, which we saw on the tour, that there are some Rishonim will hold, that you could only have, uh, you could only count Sphere Omer by night. Ukeshimavach by Yom, and in the event you go ahead and you count by day, Hulavatala. So they would say that counting by day accomplishes nothing. According to that opinion, counting by the accomplishes absolutely nothing. But so here, this is what happens. So Wednesday night, you forgot to count. Thursday, you count without a bracha. Now, what happens Thursday night? Thursday night, could you resume counting with a bracha or not? So Mishabura says that Thursday night and beyond, you could continue to count with a bracha. So even though Wednesday's counting, you didn't, you ended up not counting with a bracha, that's not going to detract from your ability to, to say the bracha on the subsequent nights. And we don't consider it as if you skipped an entire day altogether, which will be the case with, where the halacha would be, because in the event that you did skip a full night, then you wouldn't be able to count anymore with a bracha. But being that you did not skip an entire day's counting, you just counted by day rather than by night. So since you uh, ultimately did count, though, so you're still considered to be in the game. And that way, Thursday night, you could resume counting with a brach. What is the lumdis behind this? Sorry that there's a break over there. So he says, uh, so explains the Shartzion. He says, what's the reason why you're going to go ahead and you're going to continue to count with the brach on the subsequent nights when you counted a Thursday day without a bracha, Thursday night, you could go ahead and you could continue counting with a bracha. So Sharon says, Kedivrei Truma Sadeshen, Muva Beves Yosef, okay, those are the we're, we're name dropping. And he says, So here we get one of the key phrases which we're going to explore tonight, which is 
Svek Sveka Lichiyuva. So Svek Sveka, it will just translate it very crudely as it's a double suffix, which then triggers an obligation to do the mitzvah, as we're going to see. What is so what, now? What what is this structure which we call Svek Sveka? So explains the Sharetzion. Suffik the Bidiyevit Svirazmanakol Hameislaes. He says one suffix is maybe the mitzvah is not to count only by night. Maybe I could get credit for counting even if I count by day. So if I ignore, I think it was the Bahad, and I paskin like those who say I could count by day. So if I counted by day, I did the mitzvah, and then there's no reason not to count Thursday night with a bracha as well, because ultimately I did the mitzvah even from Wednesday night, just a little bit late. Now this is the second part of the Sveksveikah. And even if you were to adopt the position, they are one, the, the, uh, the, uh, the Rishonim, who say that counting by day does not give you credit towards the mitzvah, but still, but nonetheless, I can rely on the other opinions who say that one night's mitzvah has no bearing on the next night night's mitzvah because each night is a separate mitzvah. And as far as this is concerned, we don't need tamimus. So in other words, the way a sveka works is that we say that there's machlokis. It does counting by day fulfill the mitzvah or not. If counting by day fulfills the mitzvah, so then I did Wednesday night's mitzvah just late, and there's no reason not to do the mitzvah Thursday night. If Wednesday night, if counting Wednesday night's uh, counting Thursday does not fulfill the mitzvah, I could still count Thursday night because there's the opinion which says that each night is an independent mitzvah anyways, and even if I had skipped Wednesday, I'd still be able to count Thursday by day. So since I have this svek sveka, these two of these two opinions which we are going against, maybe I have the mitzvah, maybe maybe not. Maybe in one suffix, maybe I did the mitzvah, maybe not. But even if I did not do the mitzvah, it's still possible that with regards to the second machlokis, the second suffix, I can fulfill the mitzvah. So therefore, that already is enough to obligate me in doing the mitzvah. Give out. So the main thing you want to take home from here is, Sharetzion says that when there's a svek sveka, so you could continue to count with a bracha. Give out. Now, let's move on to a second halach over here. Second halacha is, it's the next sif over there in Shulchan Aruch. So this is now tough pay test sifches. And this is the scenario which I really began with, that we, that we began with, that I presented initially. And that is, so a person forgot to count on Thursday, on Wednesday night. Regardless of which day the person doesn't recall whether they counted. So so for So normally we say that in the event that you forgot a night, you, you didn't count a day entirely, you didn't count Wednesday night, you didn't count a Thursday day, you missed number, you missed uh uh, Sphira day 21 altogether. So once you missed a day entirely, then for the remaining days, you go ahead and you count without a bracha. Why do you count the remaining days without a bracha if you missed a day entirely? So let's look at the Mishabur here, source 9. There's the Mishabur in Lamed Zion. So he says, again, because we're always afraid of making a bracha of Atala. That's our big fear, is to say a bracha when it's not warranted. Taking God's name in vain is a very serious Avera. So therefore, 
in the event that a person missed a, a day's counting entirely. So you could only count the remaining days of Sphira without a bracha. Why? Because we have to be concerned about the opinion who says that in order to fulfill the mitzvah, you only get credit with the mitzvah if you count all 49 days. The 49 days are part of one mitzvah, and therefore you need to do all of it in order to fulfill the mitzvah. And once you miss an entire day, you're not counting 49 days. You've now missed out on part of the mitzvah, and you don't get credit for any of it. And once you missed a day, if you missed day 21, so now you're not going to be able to reach the finish line of day of having counted all 49 days because you missed a day. But he says, don't think that all is lost, even as far as the bracha is concerned. You may not be able to recite the bracha, but it doesn't mean that the you cannot uh, get credit for the bracha. The best thing to do in this situation is make sure you go to shul for the remainder of Sphira and listen to the chazan say the bracha or the rav say the bracha and have in mind to be yotze with that recitation of the bracha or ask a friend to go ahead and say the bracha for you and say, do you mind saying the bracha out loud and having me in mind to be motzimi? And then when you answer Amen with the intention to fulfill the mitzvah, and then you'll go ahead and you will count. So that's how you would handle that, uh, that situation. But we say that once you missed out in a, a day entirely, so too bad, so sad, and uh, you're just going to, uh, you don't get the, uh, you're not going to be able to count with a bracha anymore. Okay, so that's when you missed a day entirely. But now we go back to source A, we go back to Shulchan Aruch. But let's say you don't remember whether you counted Wednesday night. You know you wanted to count Wednesday night. As I said, your app went off reminding you to count on Wednesday night. You just happened to be in the middle of something at that time. So you couldn't count over there. And then, uh, but now you get to Thursday night and everybody's counting. You say, not I could have had a V8. You say, I don't know whether I counted. Did I count last night or did I not count last night? I have no recollection whatsoever. So then the halacha is, amazingly, yispor b'shar yami b'bracha. So come Thursday night, you could count the remaining days with a bracha. So Thanks, if fix, I, know I missed night 21, so then I can't count Thursday night or any of the subsequent nights with a bracha. If I don't know whether I counted Wednesday night, then I can count Thursday and all subsequent days with a bracha. Why is that so? Why Same fake sveika that we had before. I mean, it's, it's a different set of suffix, but yes. What, so what, what's the issue over here? Because here we don't have the suffix of counting by day, whether you get credit for that. But it's also Saksveika. So the Mishabur explains, so this is now in Sivkat and Lamed Ches, the reason why if I don't know whether I counted Wednesday or not, I'm able to count the subsequent nights with a bracha is De'ika Saksveika. Because here we also have a Saksveika. We're just dealing with a, uh, a different suffix. Shema Lodile, cloud. First of all, maybe you didn't skip last night. Maybe you actually did count last night. And if you counted last night, certainly you would be counting again tonight with a bracha. And then, and in the event that I actually did miss last night's counting, maybe we paskin like those opinions who say each night is a separate and independent mitzvah. And therefore, I could get credit. I could continue to count with the bracha 
because even if I skip last night, tonight is a separate mitzvah. So that's my svek sveka. Maybe I counted last night, then I could for sure count tonight. If I didn't count last night, maybe we possibly like the opinion that says every night is a separate mitzvah. And therefore, the svek sveka once again points me in the direction and says, go ahead and count with a bracha because of the svek sveka. Givaldi. So right now, if we stopped right now, we would assume that Svek Sveka is this superpower. Svek Sveka, the Gematria, is superpower. So it's going to be a superpower. And that allows me, even in cases of uncertainty, it will allow me not only to do a mitzvah, but allows me even to make a bracha on the mitzvah. Givaldi. Except, source 11. The Chai Adam actually says that this is actually not allowed. Here we say, uh, the, this from the Chayyotim, and this is in, it's towards the beginning of the Chayyotim, but he's giving parameters and details in general about making brachas. And here in Sivav, Klal Hei Sivav, so Chayyotim writes, nearly it appears to me, that, now he's talking about the severity of making a bracha levatala, of saying a bracha in vain. So says the Chayyotim, even afilu yesh svek sveke lehatzrich bracha. Let's say you find yourself in a circumstance of a svek sveka, whether to make a bracha. What is that? Safek kagon. For example, safek e achal kezayis olo. So you don't know whether or not you ate an entire kezayis. Normally to say bracha chrona, you have to eat a kezayis. You have to eat an olive's volume. So you ate a large grape. And now that you think about it, so one grape, just one grape, but you don't know whether or not that grape was the size of a kezayis or not. Obviously, a small kezayis. But you don't know whether it's the size of a kezayis or not. That's one suffix. Vimtim tzolomer lo achal. And in the event that the grape that you ate is not the size of a kezayis, shem alacha dalberi afila prusim a kezayis mevarchin kedil kaman falnuntes. There's an opinion in the Rishonim which says that even if you didn't eat a kezayis, but you ate an entire creature, or in this regard is going to be, you ate an entire fruit, an entire fruit like a grape or a kumquat or something like that. They just throw the whole thing into your mouth and you eat it as is. So there's opinion which says that even if that grape or the whole grape, which means including the seeds and whatnot, but the whole grape or the whole kumquat, so you would make a bracha achrona, you would make a bracha afterwards, even though it's less than a kezayis. Because there's a special chashivas, there's a special importance to eating something in its entirety. There aren't many foods that you can eat in their entirety, but a grape or a kumquat would be examples of that. So here, in a case where you have a sveksveka, so I ate an entire grape, and I have a similar sveksveka. Maybe the grape was a kezayis, I have to make a bracha, maybe it was a kezayis. But even if it's not a kezayis, maybe we paskin like that opinion which says that you can make a bracha achrona when you eat an entire uh, entity, which a beria, which you did. And therefore, svek sveka should point me in the direction of saying, make a bracha. Svek sveka, we should be able to say it. Says the chai adam, afilu hachi, savik brachos lahakil. So even when you have a svek sveka, Still, we say that when there's a doubt whether to make a bracha, don't make the bracha. So this is now astonishing. The Chayyotim established as this broad rule, as far as Hilchos brachos are concerned, forget about anything having to do with Sfiris Omer. As far as Hilchos brachos are concerned, you never want to say God's name in vain. Bracha levatala is a very bad thing, and you shouldn't uh, do something which could potentially violate that iser.
And the, the Isser is considered to be so severe, and we need to be so sensitive to the possibility of saying a brach levatala, that even when there's a sfek sveka, which normally always works in our favor to be meko, whether it's by kashras or by other things, even a case where there's a sfek sveka, we don't make a bracha. We don't take a chance on making a bracha levatala, and therefore you wouldn't make a bracha. So if you have that entire grape, where you have that sfek sveka, Maybe the grape is the kazayas, maybe not. But even if it's not a kazayas, maybe we make a bracha achrona on an entire entity. Still, the Chayadam says you don't make a bracha even in that circumstance. So if that's true, if we have this rule, and the Chayadam obviously preceded the, uh, the Mishabura by a number of generations, so if we have this rule, which the Chai Adam quotes and the Prima Gadam also says the same thing, that we don't make a bracha when there's a sveka. But how could that be? We just had two examples in Hilchos Sfiras Omer where there was a sveka, and we say you can't make the bracha. So this is, it's like a steer, it's like a contradiction or this inconsistency in halacha that sometimes we seem to be pointing in the direction that when there's a sveka, you don't make a bracha. Yet by Sfiras Omer, we had two examples where there's a sveka and you do make the bracha. So how are we going to go ahead and reconcile this? That's the question. We finally took us uh, however many minutes, took us, uh, you know, 35 minutes to go ahead and to reach the, uh, the, the, the question over here. But that is the main question which we want to go ahead and uh, figure out. So for this, you have source 12. Source 12, you see the name of the Sefer is Mishmeres Chaim. Mishmeres Chaim, I don't know if it was actually written, but it's based on teachings of uh, Rav Scheinberg. Rav Chaim Pinchas Scheinberg, is that so? Rav Scheinberg was a, uh, besides being a great uh, posek, but he was a great London as well. And he wanted to train his students to also uh, to develop their Lamdesha analysis, their ability to think deeply about the different halachic things. And apparently what he did in the yeshiva was on Thursday night, he would ask this type of question to them, where there's an inconsistency between two, uh, two halachas, uh, where they should match one another and they are off. And then he would throw it around the room and see which of the Talmidim could come up with an answer. If the Talmidim could come up with an answer. And he has, I think, three volumes, uh, you know, about the good, you know, 100, 150 questions per volume of these types of things, of these halachic anomalies, which obviously they have to be reconciled in some way. And the question is, do you have the ability, does one have the ability to come up with the terrets, the explanation as to why in this circumstance, Allah is this way, and in this circumstance, Allah is that way. Okay, so we hear what Rav Scheinberg does is he does one, it's like a classic brisker type of hakira. It's a, a classic brisker type of analysis of things. And that is, we need to focus on what exactly is the question which we are trying to resolve. We're going to put it that way. Okay, what do I mean by that? So here he says, so Rav Scheinberg says, beautifully so. Again, short and concise, that's one of the reasons why the Sefer was, was popular, because it was concise, it didn't take long to get to, to the point, and it was always something which, it's always uh, thought-provoking. So he says, Nira Dilodami. He says that these two issues, the Chai Adam, who says we don't make a bracha in a case of sex sveka, has nothing at all to do with our Sfira Saomer sex Svekas. Why? Seemingly, all sex Svekas are... Uh, uh, are created equal. So if all Svexvekas are created equal, so why are we differentiating between them? So here he explains. The Gabi Savik is Zayas Savik Beria 
Because in the case where you ate that large grape, and you don't know whether the grape is the size of a kezayis or not, but even if it's not the size of a kezayis, maybe we make a bracha achrona just by virtue of the fact that you ate an entire grape. So what is the what is the sex sveika coming to address? So he says, Hasek sveika hu alchiv habracha. So the sex fake over here is coming, is addressing, is answering the question, do I have an obligation to say a bracha or not? My question is, I ate this entire grape. Do I say brain of, uh, actually not brain, do I say al ha'etz or not? So the sex fake tells me, maybe you ate a kezayis, and therefore you should make the bracha achrona. Maybe you did eat a kezayis, which would say that you don't make a bracha achrona, but maybe I should make the bracha achrona because I ate an entire berry, I ate the entire grape. The whole focus and the whole attention of the sex fake is, it's addressing the question, should I be making a bracha at this time or not? So that's a very simple question. The sex fake is addressing, am I obligated to say this bracha or not? And the sex fake would point me in the direction and say, ding, ding, ding. Maybe use the sex fake to say, yes, make a bracha, because you're on pretty safe ground, because you've got two suffakes working in your favor, stacking things, uh, stacking the deck in your favor, making it likely that you actually should say this bracha chrona. So over there, says explains of Scheinberg, where the focus of the sex fake is, should I make the bracha or should I not? Hasam Amrinan, over there we say, it's in that circumstance we say, even though the deck is stacked heavily in your favor, pointing in the direction that you should make a bracha chrona in this circumstance, but the downside of getting it wrong is saying a bracha levatala, since the downside of getting it wrong is saying a bracha levatala, it's not worth the risk. When it comes to the severity of making a bracha levatala, we are risk averse, and even though the, the deck is stacked heavily in our favor, Hayyadim says we don't make brachas under that case because the downside, the risk is just too great. But, but that's not the same mechanics as to what's going on when it comes to our questions of Sfiras Omer. Because etzam hasavikhu im yeshalav mitzvah sphere alone. The question is not should I make a bracha when I count? The Svek Sveka is, is, is addressing a different point. It's not addressing the bracha. It's addressing the mitzvah. Come now. Come tonight, Thursday night. Do I have a mitzvah to count tonight or not? That's what we're trying. That's the question. By, by in, the, in the context of Sviras Omer, by these two halachas, what I'm trying to figure out is, am I obligated in the mitzvah of Sviras Omer tonight or not? The Hasavik bracha, tali v'savik zu. Whether or not I'm going to say the bracha, that is an outgrowth. That's a derivative of whether I have a mitzvah to count. But the main focus is, is there a mitzvah or not? So im yeshalav mitzvah svira. So now if we pask in that, yes, I have a mitzvah to count svira sa'omer tonight. So what do you do when you have a mitzvah to count svira sa'omer? So whenever you have a mitzvah of svira sa'omer, you make a bracha. That's what everybody does when you have a mitzvah to do it. You make a bracha. V'im lav. And if we were to decide that I do not have a mitzvah of Sirius Omer tonight, so then, in al so then obviously you're not going to make a bracha because if there's no mitzvah, what do you make a bracha on? But over here by Sirius Omer, the Svek Sveka is not deciding to make the bracha or not to make the bracha. In the case of Sirius Omer, the Svek Sveka is deciding is there a mitzvah to count tonight or not? 
And therefore, so to use a sex to say, yes, there is a mitzvah tonight, so this is the standard use of a sveksveka, where I use this structure called a, a, a double doubt. If this, then I'm obligated. If not, perhaps not. And even if not, maybe there's another way of looking at it where I have a mitzvah. So over here, where the focus of the sveksveka is whether or not there is a mitzvah. So then, okay. So then it's going to help for the entire Torah. The Kavan, the Mechuy of Lispor. So once the Svek Seke tells me I have a mitzvah to count, so as a result of that, then I'm going to make the bracha because whenever I have a mitzvah to do, I make a bracha. So Scheinberg is saying this interesting, this interesting lumdus over here that as we look at the Svek Sveka, as we look at these double doubts, we need to pay attention to what question is a sex faker coming to answer. If I'm trying to use a sex faker to answer the question whether to make a bracha or not, so then we say, you, the Chayyadim says, you cannot use a sex faker to decide whether to make a bracha or not because the risk is too great and we don't want you to go ahead and take that risk where you could potentially say a bracha levatawa. But by Sfira Saomer, the sex faker isn't focused on the bracha. The bracha is a derivative of whether there's a mitzvah or not, the sex fake is, fo- is focused really on is there a mitzvah to count tonight or not? Maybe I counted last night and then I have a mitzvah to count tonight. If I didn't count last night, maybe each night is a separate mitzvah anyways, and that's why I have a mitzvah to count tonight. So a sex fake is not addressing the bracha, it's addressing the mitzvah. Once I could use a sex fake, because that is acceptable, to use a sex fake to decide there is a bracha, there is a mitzvah to do, once there's a mitzvah to do, what do you do when you have a mitzvah? You say a bracha. And then that becomes answered by itself. And I'm not using the sex feka to, to instruct me to say the bracha. I'm using the sex feka to instruct me to do the mitzvah. And then how I do the mitzvah, so that follows regular patterns of mitzvahs where you say a bracha before you go ahead and you do a mitzvah. So this is Rav Scheinberg's uh, analysis of these, uh, of these halachas. A little bit of a of lumdus, a little bit of a different type of a, a different type of shear, but uh, hopefully one which is uh, which is fun and exciting for everybody. It certainly was for me, <laughs> and that's what it's all about. <laughs> okay, everybody, good.